Welcome to Influencer Marketing Talks, a podcast brought to you by Cure Media, the leading influencer marketing company for fashion brands. This is your weekly podcast to learn more about influencer marketing and social media in right around 15 minutes. I'm Sana Oudmark. And I'm Fride Ekholm. And in today's episode, we're going to walk you through how fashion brands can succeed with launching and growing their business in new markets with influencer marketing. So the days when your business was stuck to a physical location is long gone. The online arena has really opened up for lots of opportunities for brands to move beyond their domestic domain. And today's consumers are more international and more online than ever. That's a fact. And it's no news that more and more brands therefore seek to expand their business to new geographical markets. And with so many success stories out there, international expansion becomes even more compelling. So the question here is, what is important to keep in mind when launching your brand in a new market with influencer marketing? Yes, and that's not an easy question, of course. Uh, And let's face it, there are always risks associated with entering a new market, using influencer marketing as one of the main channels. And even there's... Also, always a risk just entering a new market. Yeah, of course. Say, So let's start by talking about the elephant in the room. Frida, what would you say are the main ones when we talk about using influencer marketing in this context? As you said, Sana, uh, not only with influencer marketing, there are a lot of risks associated. Uh, but when talking about influencer marketing uh, as a main part of your strategy to expand to new markets. One of the most obvious one is associated with costs. So by this, we mean choosing the wrong influencers due to maybe lack of local knowledge. And this can be both time consuming and expensive. Yeah. Because with little local knowledge, you risk overpaying for the efforts as well as wasting lots of time negotiating uh, if you aren't familiar with the local pricing models and terms. Definitely. And also from a branding perspective, it can also be challenging to know which influencer is or isn't a brand fit, especially if you don't have any experience of this particular market. And in the worst case, this can hurt your brand if you choose someone that maybe is against what your brand wants to talk about or has done something a couple of years ago that you don't know about, but that is really... um, like a fact in in that specific market. So here, local knowledge is really, really important in order to not go the wrong path. Yeah, it can be a complete mismatch. Definitely. So Sanna, how do I minimize the risks associated with an expansion to new markets through influencers? I wish I had the answer to like a definite answer, but as with all things in life, it's difficult to eliminate all risks. But here are a few things you can do from a risk mitigation perspective. Build an influence marketing strategy that aligns with your ambitions and your goals. Ask yourselves what results do you expect from the channel and always decide your KPIs before starting so that you know 
what do you want to benchmark against and where do you want to end up? That's a good start. Volume is required to measure an influencer marketing investment properly. And with volume, I mean the right amount of influencers and definitely to avoid having too few of uh, influencers on board. The reason is that you need to do an A-B test on different influencer categories, uh, analyze the outcome to learn and optimize what really works best for your brand. So to summarize, don't start with too few influencers, but at the same time, don't go too big to avoid wasting money before you get to know the influencer sphere and yeah, the local market. I would also say if you go with only one or two influencers in a new market, what we talked about before, if you choose the wrong ones, the harm becomes even bigger. So it's also better from a risk mitigation perspective to spread out the eggs in different baskets. Yeah. Number three, make sure you onboard an agency, a partner with historical performance data and local knowledge so that they can help you understand what's working, which influencers has performed in this market and in this product category and against your target audience historically. Um, And that has this unvaluable um, knowledge about this specific market. And obviously you might have zero brand awareness when expanding to a new market. Otherwise you probably wouldn't call it a new market. (laughs) Uh, But how can brands tackle this? This is a tricky one. And there are many factors that affect how you should launch in a new market with no brand awareness. And this can, of course, be quite a challenge. But to give an example, it's important to understand the social media behaviors within every new market. Since influence marketing is on social media. And just to give an example, what kind of content engages your target audience? What platforms and features works the best here? might not always be the same as in your domestic market. Do your research properly so that you have the best odds for entering. Yeah, it can differ a lot between markets and what the audience likes to yeah. read and see. Definitely. And also in terms of like, which emojis do you use or uh, what tone of voice shall your brand have and what messaging uh, will be working for you there. And to achieve high reach within your target group when launching on a new market, it's important to collaborate with influencers who have the right followers, of course. And that is people who are a part of your target group. And this could be a matter of using many smaller influencers, for example, micro and mid-size, or a fewer larger influencers. And you can also combine these two methods when you work continuously with micro and mid-sized profiles, building up a presence over time to increase your chances of ending up top of mind within that target group. And this becomes like an engine in your strategy. Exactly. So by having these micro, mid-sized or mid-tire influencers as the foundation, as we always talk about in an always-on approach, you have the option to add some larger really carefully selected influencers, people that your particular brand wants to be associated with from a branding point of view. So when you enter a new market, it might be a good idea to really be able to create this splash or 
uh, a bus, bus. Yeah. exactly <laughs> around your brand so that people yeah start to talk about you another question that we get a lot when you have no knowledge on the markets you're expanding to what is the best option should i do influence marketing in house or should i partner up with an influence marketing agency what would you say frida like how shall you think as a brand i would say uh, both doing it in house and partnering up with an influencer marketing agency works well. Uh, many companies today have a mix of uh, in-house influencer marketing and working with external partners. But the most important thing that you need to remember here is that your partner or in-house team need to have knowledge about the market you want to enter. That's like the key to success here. Yeah. We can say it too many times and it very much depends on what resources you have and also what kind of collaborations you want to do because if you seek to do just a few bigger collaborations it can easily or more easily be done in house because it's if you have two three persons or influencers that you want to collaborate with it's doable in terms of time and it doesn't you know yeah it's, it's not a lot of emails back and forth no it's so like limited at least uh, but if you want to do If you want to do it with an always-on approach with micro influencers, uh, you should have an external partner managing this, as this generally takes a lot more time and resources, uh, and also lots more knowledge to optimize it to get the best results. So, if you still want to do it in house, uh, make sure you have a dedicated and experienced team on it, and don't think that it will be more cost efficient just because you do it in house. Uh, and it will also in most cases take more time to to get started and to you know scale up the operations on a new market. Yeah. And important to keep in mind here is that it takes time for your investment to generate results and your KPIs will probably be lower than what you're used to in established markets. And this is due to the lack of brand awareness, which is why you will need to invest much more time and resources. Uh, into this investment and this is something that can be difficult to manage in-house as well Mm. yeah so we always talk about having patience with the results but this as you say Frida is even more important when we talk about a completely new market with completely new people and behaviors yeah you need to have patience because it, it can turn out good after a while also yes definitely So when launching a brand on a new market, how can I manage to reach high growth targets with influencer marketing? Great question. <laughs> And I think that's what you want to do, right? So there are many factors that will affect your growth. And we have touched upon them earlier in this episode. But I think one of the most important thing is to choose the right mix in your influence marketing strategy. That is a key. Uh, and with the right mix, I mean, it's critical that you have a base, a foundation of good performing micro and mid-sized influencers to drive results, to drive traffic to your website. Um, but in addition to this, also add a few bigger influencers to create this splash or big bang effect, um, more from a branding perspective. So this Big bang effect or splash or buzz, buzz <laughs> whatever you may call it, is uh, similar to having a campaign-based approach to influence marketing. 
and it's nothing we would recommend you to do like in the long term only, but it's re- really good to add on as sprinkles on the top. Yeah. And having many different influencers talking about your brand will make your audience see you in many places, for example, with the micro mid-size foundation. And this might help you, if you do it right, uh, to get perceived as a bigger brand than what you actually are in that new market. And keep in mind here that a person needs to see a brand on average 10 times before they act on your message. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. I remember just recently uh, when a German apparel brand launched in Sweden, just in a week, we could see it like in every influencer's feed. Uh, I hadn't heard about it before, but of course, I immediately went to their website and checked their assortment out, like what is everyone talking about? And now it's definitely top of mind when I when I am to look for a new dress or or yeah, something new. Yeah. So they really managed to get seen everywhere. Yeah. And that's needed. And also make sure that you have the right expectations on what frequency is needed in order to see results. And as we mentioned before, with some influencers, you need to have even more patience because some will generate great results immediately, but the majority will need some time to be able to generate the same effects since your brand is new to their followers, they will need time to, you know, build up this trust and credibility towards you that they have with their followers. Yeah, and as we talked about before, it takes time to also find the right approach when it comes to, for example, the tone of voice, the content, the feed, stories, and so on. And If every influencer would generate an ROI of 100% directly from the start, brands would put a lot of more budget into the channel mm-hmm. ASAP, of course. Yeah. And great results take time. Uh, no surprise, though, it is the same with many other marketing channels. Yeah, like with all channels. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Uh, So to test, track, measure and analyze is vital for reaching good results with influence marketing and also make sure that you allow for trial and error because you can't just try different influencers, but you also need to try different platforms, different formats, uh, different like audiences, sometimes different times of the day to post. Everything can be tested. And finally, looking at the big picture. Entering a new market with influencer marketing will give you a great opportunity to measure the spillover effects. For example, brand search, Google Organic and direct traffic. Why is this, Sana? Since your marketing efforts are limited to only one in your new market, if you focus solely on influence marketing, it's easier to draw these parallels to how this marketing effort affects the other channels. Uh, So if you see an effect in the above-mentioned examples, as you said, brand search, Google Organic, direct traffic, you can quite easily draw the conclusion that they are all driven by your branding activities, in this case, influence marketing. So just to go back to that German brand that launched in Sweden, that example, I mean, even though I saw it in lots of influencers' feeds, I know that I went to Google eventually and searched for the brand. So... In their Google Analytics, my visit and my purchase was not actually 
um, contributed by influence marketing, but rather brand search. So if they know how to measure the results, they can still draw the conclusion that I came from, from the influencers. Yeah. And it can be a tricky one, but you can really take the opportunity here. Yes. So finally, Frida, when launching in new markets, how do I know as a brand which frequency and volume of influence marketing that is right? This is an important question, actually. With finding the right frequency, I'm talking about how often the influencers should post. And with finding the right volume, I'm talking about how many posts the influencer are going to post. So to give an example, if we have 10 influencers one month, each influencer posts once a week frequency, four times that month is in total 40 posts, which is the volume. Yes. The math. (laughs) (laughs) That's the math. (laughs) And again, by tracking, measuring, analyzing your influencer's performance, you will be able to eventually find the right balance and frequency. And this is really important to not waste your money. Because sometimes a too high frequency, if you do too much, it can also damage the performance. So you need to find your brand's sweet spot, the key to success. Um, Because when you see eventually that the volume doesn't affect your other channels or results anymore, then you have most likely found your sweet spot and you can stop increasing the frequency and volume and instead focusing on just optimizing the influencers you have on board, their content, uh, their messaging, the format, etc. In summary, what are the three key takeaways to have in mind when expanding to new markets with influencer marketing? First, ensure you have local knowledge in each market, either in-house or with a partner. Both in terms of which influencers to work with, but also when it comes to your target audience's social media behavior. Second, you need to have a profound influencer marketing strategy from day one. Only having one tactic or approach is many times not enough. So after defining your target audience and KPIs, get started by testing, learning, and then eventually you will find the most suitable influencers and strategy. So to continuously measure the result, optimize and scale the high-performing influencers, um, you will reach success. Yes. And finally, the third thing, and this can't be stressed enough, be patient. Give your strategy and your expansion at least six months before you make bigger changes to it. Because during this first time, you should only make smaller adjustments. Focus on evaluating, adapting and optimizing in smaller amounts on a monthly, even weekly basis. And believe in your strategy. If you're doing the right things over time, the results will eventually show. Yeah. Don't go crazy after one week. (laughs) (laughs) No, why is this happening? (laughs) And from us to you, good luck on your expansion. Make sure you follow us on our social media platforms at Cure Media to continue the conversation there.